Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey everyone, you're listening to The Juice Podcast. I'm Eric Ramirez, Senior Editor. And with me today, I have Stephen Horowitz, which is um, Editor at MySpace, and Laura Nostro, which is News Editor at Complex Magazine. So, hi guys. Hey. Um, So this week, for this week's podcast, we're going to talk about Nicki Minaj, which is why I invited you guys here, because you guys are Minaj experts. One one specifically is followed by Nicki Minaj on Twitter. Life changing. So important. I saw that and I was like, oh, it's a big day. I was really excited. I cried. I was actually home alone. I was working from home (laughs) and I didn't know who to tell, so I just texted a bunch of people and cried. No, Nicki Minaj does not follow me. (laughs) I know she does not follow me. You just need to start standing. You just need to stand. Just favorite everything. When When did you first become a Nicki Minaj stan? Stan? Or when were you ready to admit it? Um, when I was interning at Complex at the time, Ernest, who was my editor, sent me to go see her makeup performance. I think it was at Highline or it was somewhere. It was after Summer Jam. Yeah. She had canceled Summer Jam. And then, you know, she had this makeup show and I went by myself. I was an intern. I didn't know any press people. And I felt so uncomfortable. I'd never gone to a show by myself before. So I went to see her. I sang word for word with like all these barbs, like left the press yeah, room right. and like went downstairs and it was incredible. She brought out uh Foxy Brown. She brought out Cameron. It was like nuts. Wayne Drake. And I was like, all right, I love her. There's just Aww. never been an artist. In there. I was like, <laughs> right, I actually know every word. And it was, I mean, since the Spice Girls, I guess, or Backstreet Boys. Wow. Yeah. Huge similar like trajectories. A, <laughs> what about you, Steven? I found out about Nikki right, I think, right before Beam Me Up came out, and it was like, I, I was listening to all the Sucker Free mixtape stuff, right. and um, I found a video when she was on the Come Up DVD of her in the stairwell, like, rapping, and that's the, the video that Wayne, like... The infamous scene. Yeah, 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 exactly, and I was just like, this girl has such charisma, and, like, she can fucking rap, and yeah. so... Right. Yeah. Um, so... A big part as to why this podcast or this episode is dedicated to Nikki is because Pills and Potions is now her 17th top 10 on the R&B and hip hop chart. And it is, I mean, before this, she still had the record, but it extends the records of her having the most top 10s in the chart as a female rapper. Missy comes like right after her with 12. So what do you guys think about um, Pills and Potions? When I... 
When I first heard it, I was just confused. I really wanted her to just come back rapping. Like, everyone thought she was back to like, beat me up, and it was like, you know, rap Nikki was back. So at first, I was really confused. Um, not for myself as a fan, because I grew to really love the song, but more because it's really tiring to be a Nikki fan, especially, you know, when you're working in the industry and you have to, like, constantly defend the fact that she can rap. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's grown on me a lot. I think it's probably, like, her most personal song i guess where she doesn't have the alt she doesn't have roman as an alter ego she's not doing any voices um reminds me of i'm the best which we were arguing (laughs) about on twitter the other day but it's really nice to hear her like putting herself out there in that personal way but at first it, it definitely did take me like a minute or two to really fall in love with the song right just simply because, you know, she had Chirac, she had um, Lookin', she had all those, even Boss Ass Bitch, she had all those songs that she was just spitting. And everyone's like, oh my God, Nikki's back. And my right. bosses were like, oh my God, Nikki can finally rap again. It was like, she can't finally rap again. She's, She's been rapping, rapping again. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think it's funny. I think she kind of trolled a little bit. Because when I heard it was produced by Dr. Luke, I was like, I really hope this is Starship's part two because everyone will just flip. <laughs> um, but, you know, I think it's interesting. I think it was a, it's a different way to start this album, I guess. But right. it makes me really curious to hear what else is on it right now. Right. Like kind of my because you're going way. off of what she said, which is what it will be mostly rap and then getting something that has some rap but not exactly what yeah. you expect. And not the fiery, crazy, oh my God, she just snapped on this verse. Right. It's like, it's, you know, rapidy, but it's not what I've heard her do at right. her, like, highest rap right. peak. Right. I'm kind of in the same boat. Like, when I first heard it, I didn't really, I didn't get it. Um, but then I thought about it, and it, it did grow on me as well, and it really reminds me of what happened with Your Love, where it was like, mm-hmm. it was actually very similar in a way that it was, you know, it's based in romance, she sings, she raps. Um, it's just kind of like a return to form almost for her, but it doesn't really necessarily indicate where everything's going. Right. It it always kind of reminded me of, at first reminded me of Right Through Me too. Right. Where she's kind of singing on the whole song and then like the last verse, it's one of my favorite verses of hers. Right. But, you know, rap fans and rap critics hate some of her stuff so they don't even give it the time of day so it's like very hard to defend a song like right through me where it's like the last verse is great because they don't get through the first two where she's singing and right well what do you guys think about that internal battle of some of having nikki sing and having nikki rap i think she's she can be really confused about what to do in terms of like i think uh roman reloaded was a really good example of that because she did i mean she like rapped she can wrap her ass up and she did but like then the second half of the album is all like singing songs pretty much um i think she's pretty versatile and i think that she uh can do that but when it comes to like rapping really hard that's what she does to appease one fan base and like singing is done to appease another fan base and like i think she kind of doesn't necessarily know how to like marry the two um as we've seen like going from look into uh, pills and potions do you think pills and potions does that or do you think that this is a sign that she will for this album um i mean like i i don't i think it's too early to tell yeah just because pink friday was so all over the place mm-hmm. um yeah i don't think you can predict what she's going to do next i think she gets overly excited where she knew she could kind of like conquer this pop world and then she could still rap and she does these r&b things and she has some really weird tracks 
like mm. stupid hoes just like I don't <laughs> but I love it like but it's so hard to be like this is why I, I like remember, this song yeah, you really yeah, like yeah I still stand for that song it's so good <laughs> I mean it just it's insane but uh, it's so different sometimes too but I you know in a way where I always compare her to Kanye, which really gets me in trouble. But <laughs> um, and I don't think they're, you know, I don't think she's at that level yet. But you know, he's had his all of his albums are cohesive as a whole, and they all sound a different way. Even though he plays with sounds like you know, Yeezus doesn't sound anything like College Dropout, but they have the same themes. Where Nicki's is just this really like schizophrenic. You know, here's an R and B song, here's me rapping, but then it goes into this bubblegum pop and. It's all over the place. She doesn't have the classic album yet, and I hope that Pink Print is is one. It's her classic yes. album. Or well, at least, you know, a cohesive album as a whole where it has kind of one sound throughout. And if it's all like pills and potions, that's fine. I, I'm curious to see what happens. Well, it's really indicative because, like, I interviewed Nikki right before Pink Friday came out, and um, I wrote a piece for a magazine I was working for at the time called YRB, and she was telling me, like the quotes were like, I know that this is a classic. This is an undeniable classic. And like, it wasn't, it just had classic records on it. Right. I think that's because she, it, she doesn't realize how to keep it focused. Like there are no threads through her albums. And like, we don't know if the pink rent might do that. It might, it might not, but like so far she hasn't really shown that. Yeah. Um, Lauren, you mentioned Kanye and I was thinking how with Kanye's like earlier albums, we did get kind of like a hint of what he was going to do later. Like, I know you could hear a little bit of Yeezus, like, on late registration and some of, like, the Daft Punk songs and all that stuff. So I'm wondering if, like, Nikki's first two official albums are, like, somewhat of a preview as to maybe, some, you know, what Pink Print will be about. It's, it's hard because I think if you look at a few songs and you're like, these were hits, making a whole, a whole album of stuff like this, yeah. that would make sense. But at the same time, it's so all over the place that... I don't know which way she's going to go. Do you want it all over the place? Do well, you, the thing do is, I don't think, I, I mean, I think fans. it's, there's a problem. Like, I don't think she can make an album full of pills and potions. Like, yeah, she can't. She'll isolate one part of her fan base. Like, she has two fan bases that she can't marry at all. Like, or at least she hasn't figured out how to do it yet. Um, I don't know if she'll be able to do it this time, but like, she can't veer in one lane and stay in that lane without, you know, cutting off certain listeners. Right. Um, what were you saying? It's a hard battle. I mean, you have uh, fancy and you have problem right now mm -hmm. in the in the one and two spots, right? So uh, when you have something like fancy, it's a pop song, but Iggy is rapping the whole time, and it's you know Nikki's done stuff like that. I don't know if I'd want a whole album of stuff like that. I do want her to kind of gain this. I mean, I don't care what she does, but I want her. her to do, you know, cause she can rap and people were so obsessed with these street singles. And I think a lot of them caught, you know, people off guard, but for the last year she's been, she's had great guest verses too. So when she's on a guest verse, she kills it. I just want to see her do that on the majority of the songs and something like pills and potions, like I said, is the most personal. So if the story is there and she's actually has a cohesive album that tells her story you could have a pills and potions on there and you could have a straight up crazy rap song but it's hard it's with what has happened in the past it's hard to really determine what it's going to be but from the producers that she's been working with she have vinyl boy wonder right that's who drake and wayne have been working with i think so. i mean you, you brought up a point where um like rapping about her life and being personal and uh, I don't think that she is personal enough on her records and um, 
like she i know she's a huge fan of miseducation and that record is so incredibly personal and you know that it's coming from the heart and it's so honest and nikki hasn't done a lot of records like that like i i could maybe name like five records that are that personal right but that's it freedom is like one of her i always taught like there's a lot of tracks that i haven't you know, super gotten into it first off, like the re-up. But Freedom is this like very weird song that she performed at the, I think the Billboard Awards. Mm -hmm. And she's super personal on it, but you could just tell she's fed up with the industry. All these people like didn't have her back, but it's still so vague. It's, she's not right. any names. Right. It's like, I feel that you're really fed up and like all these other female rappers aren't really, I don't know if they need to thank her, but like she opened all the doors for a bunch of other women in the industry and you could tell she was fed up but she just never takes it to that point where you're like you are so heartbroken it kind of like floats on the surface all right. the time and that's what even pills and potions is like that. that's one thing is with pills and potions like i was excited because it was very personal but also i wish that she didn't need to say that it was um like personal and based on a true story kind of thing because it's just like she's had other personal songs but she had to say that it was in order for people to be like, oh, my God, you're finally telling your story. And it's just like maybe she was. She just wasn't so clear enough. Right. But I, th I mean, that's artistry, too. Like the you can be vague and still be personal. But right. the problem is she's never been so, so deeply personal that, uh, you know, we really get to know her because she always hides behind these characters. Right. So um, I'm going to list her top Seven, her 17 top 10 songs, including Pills and Potions. You guys got to tell me which one's your favorite one. <laughs> I'll tell you right now. <laughs> no, stop. Um, so also uh, they include songs that she's featured on. So it's not only um, singles of hers. So Little Freak by Usher, My Chick Bad, Your Love, Bottoms Up, Right Through Me, Moment for Life, Did It On Them, Super Bass, Dance, and ass. Um, you the boss. Make me proud. Take it to the head. Bees in the trap. Girl on fire. Tap out. Love more and pills and potion. I didn't know tap out made it. <laughs> I sure <laughs> did. Great verse though. Great verse. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little surprised. <laughs> it sure did. I mean, there are two songs that stick out to me as my favorite. Um, obviously, her guest verses are incredible. Like my chick bad is so epic. Like it's a classic. Um, but the songs that really do it for me are, are, I think your love is my favorite Nikki song. It's like so indicative of her versatility mm -hmm. and it's just such a smart concept to take a Eurythmic sample and flip it or Annie Lennox, whatever. And, um, it's just a seamless pop song. And, um, I would say the other one is super bass because obviously it's like Esther Dean wrote the shit out of that song. And like, yeah. it's an incredible, she also wrote pills and potions, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were together a lot. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Esther's really behind the scenes. Um, I wish Monster was on here. I'm surprised. Yeah. It's weird. I really, really, really I'm like tired Monster. of Monster. Though. Really? I feel like everyone always brings that up. It's like when I you talk about it. Nikki, you... I mean, I love it, but right. anytime you talk about Nikki, it's brought up and it's like, all right, that was a long time ago. I think it's... I think the reason I like it is because she seems to fight the title of being a female rapper instead of just being called a rapper. So when she's on a song with like Kanye and Jay and Rick Ross and she stands out, it like, you know, proves to her point that she doesn't need to be titled female. Can right. just be a rapper. Just a rapper. Um, but we'll talk about that after this. Um, what song? Of the, of I mean, the I'm with super bass too. I've always loved super bass. I think it's incredible. And I think I hate using the word balance with her all the time, but it's this really bubblegum 
poppy beat, but she's rapping, and it's kind of like that really could be her lane of like appeasing to both of her audiences. Um, did it on him though, top favorite, and it's weird because I remember when I, you know, I was in Buffalo at the time that, that came out, and all my friends didn't really like mess with Nicki, and I was like, okay, you have to listen to this song though, and my dude friends in the club would be like, oh my god, <laughs> the beat drops, and I mean that's you know, I do love tap out though. Tap out just <laughs> you love tap million out. dollar. I don't you know. I tap out, but you were surprised that it was on. Yeah, I'm surprised <laughs> it's top ten because I mean, okay, I had to argue for Rise of an Empire being one of the best albums of the year so far and wow. it's a bold opinion it's, a bold, right? yeah, it's really hard to defend but uh i love did you just, the young did you just focus on the nikki song and <laughs> no. trophies or you like no. the trophies? i really like good day i really like the fake t-pain song with pj morin oh, uh, you already know <laughs> it's like a fake t-pain song it's great um i love the like young money cuts like yeah. bedrock even bedrock oh, like man. it's so corny now oh yeah, my god it's painful listen to now but that was something I used to, when I got my first car, <laughs> that was all I played in the old football, <laughs> I would sing, like, chain smoking out the window, oh, rapping, Aww. but yeah, did so it on, did on, it on. on that list. That's also the song you would play for others to convince them to be a Nikki fan or a Nikki stan? It's really hard to convince people to stand. <laughs> yeah, a little I would agree. embarrassing at this point. But, um, but that's did it on them. Um, I Get Crazy is usually what I play first, which is off for a mixtape. Uh-huh. The craziest thing is on that mixtape, um, I think my favorite song, not to veer the conversation no, away, but fine. you mentioned that. Yeah. Um, my favorite song is when she basically remixed Best I Ever Had. Mm-hmm. It, she just kills it. Like, she, she only sings on it, and she shows up Drake on his own track. Like, that's yeah. when I knew she had the potential to be huge. Yeah. Right. Is yeah. that would that be the song that you play to others if they're like send me one Nicki song probably that I not. have to hear? What would I'd probably pay, play like Itty Bitty Piggy because mm-hmm. she just yeah. raps so hard. I always like I get crazy more than Itty Bitty. Yeah, I don't know. That's weird because everyone's always like Itty Bitty. I'm like, no, I get crazy because that's the same. I would play like that and then did it on um. I just remember going on vacation with a bunch of friends from home and that's what I played. And they messed with it, but then everyone heard Starships and all these other things. But I like right. Starships too as a pop record. I don't. <laughs> really? I just thought she sold out. I thought it was a big sellout moment. <sighs> it's like so she fire was trying, when I hear She was it. trying to be Lady Gaga, and like, so when I heard she was linking back up with Dr. Luke, who produced Starship, it was scary. I was, <laughs> it was like, like, I was like, she's gonna veer. So is it a sellout that if that's what she really wanted to do? Saying, let's say that that's what she wanted to do. Is it a sellout if she did wanted what she to wanted be to a do? Singer? To wanted to just do mostly pop music. Uh, I don't. I don't think so. I think that she. It was so. Uh, it was such a left turn for her to do something like Starships because mm. it was a Lady Gaga song. And, like, she was trying to kind of fit into that box. She mm. was fitting herself into an area where she had never really been. And I just thought that that's the definition of selling out when you, like, go beyond your own means and turn your back on what made you who you are in the first place. Right. Um, we touched a little bit about how she should be referred to as a rapper not a female rapper do you guys agree is that something that you think about even as writers when you're like she's a female rapper not even her just female rappers in general it's like such a struggle to talk about i remember craig jenkins called me out on twitter one time when i was like can we millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like evan who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds 
Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ban the term female rapper, but I guess it would be like ignoring gender bias, which I get that, but it's hard. Like it's gotten to a point now where, you know, I don't write about Nikki when I'm writing about just Nikki or just Rhapsody or just Nitty Scott or just Iggy. I don't call them female rappers. But when you're talking about, I guess, let's say you're doing a list and I want to just highlight women. You, I call it female. It's just hard. It depends on the situation. Um, it still boxes women in. It doesn't matter if right. you get rid of the term or not. People are still going to say like, she's the best female rapper, but She's one of the best rappers, and she is the best female rapper. Yeah. But it's hard. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, there, I mean, that's a huge conversation that always happens in hip-hop when right. it comes to, you know, putting gender in front of the term rapper. Like, people don't call rappers male rappers. Right. I think that's also because female rappers... <laughs> well, it's such a, a masculine culture, and right. it's really hard for women's voices to get heard. Yeah. I think that's the reason why right. we go with female rappers. Right. I don't. I don't think the term female rapper is bad. Right. But I do know a lot of female rappers who take that personally, and yeah. I understand why. I think it's bad only if, like, that's the only time you talk about them. Like, if you're only calling them the best female rapper, or you're saying she's the best out of the female rappers, it's like you're not considering them in the same realm as, you know, everyone else. And that's why Monster is important because I always say she outshined all of them yeah, right? she Those stomped the all over rappers. the guys especially the time yeah. like ross that was a great time for ross too it was like she right. outshined all of them um so in that situation i'd be like she was the best rapper on that song and it bothers people because they still want you to say female rapper right yeah no um we talked about the pop and the rap side but what do you guys think overall of her evolution sonic evolution I was talking about this the other day with a friend about um like the four phases of Nikki and it's like old Nikki which is like beam me up and that was her rapping and singing and just doing whatever she's so pleased and having really a lot of fun with it. Mm -hmm. And then there was new Nikki which like Pink Friday where she, you know, settled into her groove and, you know, embraced a poppier sound but didn't turn her back on uh, what made her Nikki in the first place. And then it was like brand new Nikki with Reloaded, which like she became a brand and had to sell herself. And like she uh, did pop records like crazy. And then she had a few hard records. And now she's in like next phase Nikki, which I don't know if she knows what she's doing yet, or we don't know at least, but she got back to the essence. So she's kind of rebooting and kind of tracing the same trajectory of being like rap, 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 and then here's my singing rap single that could, you know, go both ways. I agree with, like, the phases. I think she really wanted to be a brand. I think she wanted to build an empire. I think she has an empire. She's on the Forbes list. Like, she's a yeah. big... Sorry now, but I think um, 
you know, I'm down. I don't hate on people getting money. And she got money. If someone was like, I'm, you know, you want more pop and here's a perfume and you're going to sell it at Macy's and it's like your head on a perfume bottle, that's fine. You're making millions of dollars off of it. I don't think that's selling out to me. But I think now she's finally kind of in like true artist form. She's not just having people throw records at her and going from EDM to R&B to pop to whatever. Right. Like it's not, I think she's really in that artist form now I think it's interesting too because she's made all this money she's established herself Mm -hmm. she has 17 top 10s it's crazy right and now she can really work on like the art form of music that's why even with something like pills and potions it was it's so similar to things but it's also really different it was like you could tell she really I mean she also talked it up as if she spent a lot of time Mm -hmm. thinking about what she was going to do and um, you know, I interviewed Vinyls after he did uh, Chirac, and it's hearing the stories of how she's working even with the producers now is something that, I mean, I don't really know what Nikki's like in the studio. Tell me what it's like to work with her. Um, and the stories I heard just of her even fly, flying uh, a little, her about to L.A., it was like she's really making an effort to, like, stay true to the music now and work on it. Um, but she's an empire. I'm down with it. I was down for her branding herself, but I don't think she's ever going to be old Nikki again. Right. Right. Yeah. See, I would never. I, I, mean, I don't think we want her to be. I think either, a right? lot of people do. They still. I think want her a lot of people want her to just like the drop, mixtape, like, Nikki. Basically, beat me up, Scotty, in album form, right. and then be like, she made a rap classic, or she made a whole rap album. Right. And I don't know. I don't think that's ever going to happen. Which is fine. Uh, yeah, I personally don't. I mean, I know. I agree that there are people that probably that want that. I wouldn't want to hear that because then it's just like critics. now you're just jeopardizing your creativity. Now you're like, okay, I will only focus on like you said. There's two fan bases, and that would be her focusing only on one. Right. And I guess the challenge is to create an album that is for both fan bases. Right. I mean, you can't please everyone, obviously, but I think the role of an artist is to try to do that because. When you make music, it's because you want it to be heard. Right. And you want the biggest audience. And I think for Nikki, she definitely wants that, but she's still feeling her way through the dark. Right. There's, um, well, clearly we just have one single off the pink print, so we really don't know what it will sound like. But what are your hopes? What are you crossing your fingers for? Whether it be her working with someone or how it sounds or a certain type of sound on a song. I just want her to nail, like, a cohesive album. And especially because now the way that we look at albums, it's like, you like Y... I like YG's album then more than I like 50 Cent's album. Mm -hmm. It tells a story. The same way everyone raved about Good Kid, Mad City. Right. Everyone wants to, especially in 2014, you know, like, you really are... You see what these artists are doing every day. You want to know what their life is like. I want to know your story. And, you know, sonically, I hope that she has some really fire songs that are like Chirac or... Um, that I like looking, but as a whole, I just want her to have a cohesive album that tells a story that she feels finally comfortable and happy enough to tell to her fans. And she has a crazy fan base, and I think that they want more of that. Me, yeah. I think there are two things that I want with this record, and I think the first one is um, for her to stop being such a goofball and take it seriously, because I think that was I re-listened to Rum Reloaded. Um, this week before this that just to re, re yeah reacquaint myself <laughs> and i mean the first half it's she's so goofy for the sake of being goofy right. like um i think come on a cone like at the end and when she's <laughs> right yeah we all know <laughs> it, it. Some of the no- yeah, when you revisit she, it some of the noises are just like 
What? And I just, I, I, I couldn't wish take someone had like an in video, can. like an in studio video yeah. of her. Cause I'm like, how do you? I just imagine I'm a human being. The, um, the little YouTube clip of her. Oh, the interview. human being. Yeah. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's the voice I like. That's in my Twitter bio. So. I know. Oh, uh, so yeah. It's my, it's my not clip. So, yeah. Um, you gotta watch it every so often to amp yourself up. Exactly. Empowerment. But, um, I think on Pink Friday, she had a sense of humor. Mm-hmm. But she wasn't goofy. So I don't want any of that. I think that kind of ties into the second point, which like, I think the barbs will come from my neck, but that is to kill Roman and kill Roman's Martha. dead. Well, I, Roman's so dead. She I, said I, it. I Roman I, I, is I, dead. I know that she did say it. I know she said it, but she also said that Pills and Potions was her most personal song. So like, I, it's all yeah. kind of at face value, but I don't want any of those to reappear. Like I listened to Roman's Revenge yeah. the other day and I was like, that is awesome. And then I listened to the second record, which, which, uh, what's the record that opens it? For what? Um, uh, when we were talking about I'm the Best? No, no, no. Roman Reloaded. Um, God, what's the record? Can we edit that? Not the one. <laughs> <laughs> the, no, the actual Roman song, right? That Roman opens. Holiday. Yes, yeah. Roman Holiday. That, that one's nuts. I was just like, I can't listen to this Roman's ever again. And she played it at the Grammys, oh, too. Oh, do you I remember, remember that? Oh, God, that was horrible. <laughs> Well, we were in this Twitter battle the other day about what song is the best, and so I. But then I really did. I was Off waiting on Bedford, and I was just sitting there listening to all these songs. I was like, "Oh, forgot about the noises." Yeah. No, but Roman is dead. Heard that when she was I hope talking he stays to Eight Forty Five. I hate Mar- I hope Martha's dead too. Just, oh, she did have. Uh, she had a, the mom. That's Roman. Mom. Yeah. So you don't want any characters. I mean, it ties or... into the goofy thing. Like I just right. would rather she take herself seriously. Right. Would you rather hear? Slim Shady or Eminem? Well, that's that's different because Slim Shady like he really allows him. The, yeah. well, it also allows him to say all the stuff that is just so provocative. And instead, like I think Roman didn't really say provocative stuff. It was just, just a way for insane. her to seem crazier or whatever. Yeah. You're okay with that? You're holding the fighting words. I'm like, good point. What'd you think of the pills and potions video? That was boring. Diane Martel. Um, I thought it was art for art's sake. Yeah. I think uh, it was more of a... It, was, it reminded commercial. me of We Can't Stop, but I'm down, but I don't understand the game being in it. I, I mean... I've, he looks great. <laughs> <laughs> that gris- he looks that, like, great, but I was like, what? Beard. And she said, she was on Twitter, she was like, that was the first time we met, and I looked up Nikki in game, and there was old photos, <laughs> and I was like, Nikki, that's so shady, like, he's in... <laughs> It's funny. funny. I just didn't. Um, I could have done without the pills, uh, speakers falling to the ground. Oh, beats fell. Yeah, and I'm like, I really? Okay. And it's like the jumbo beats fell too. I was like, <laughs> actually, like the smaller white beats fell would have been a better fit. It really looks like a right. pill. That looks gigantic. I hated the tears. The oh, I like that. Fold. I like it the made tears. Me, it made my skin crawl. <laughs> I don't know why. Like it was. I loved it. I yeah. I like. Well, I actually am glad that that gave you a sense. So it was like, oh, I, you feel? I thought that was the most interesting part of the video. Yeah. I yeah. thought everything else was just. Her looks in it though were great. Oh yeah, of course. I love stripped down Nikki. That's that's always something to talk yeah. about. Too. Right. The stripped down Nikki. Getting back to the essence. <laughs> that was something away. too with her new music. It was like I think that people thought when she debuted this natural look without all the crazy hair and stuff. They were like, she's going back to her roots, where I think what it actually turned out to be was that she is like stripped down emotionally, and that's what she's trying to get to. Right, now, right. Like, going back to straight rap, which was interesting, too, because I didn't read that at first. So That makes sense, though, to kind of put those two yeah. together. It's more about 
the emotions in the song rather than just like the raps, which was. And she's very much an artist that puts her style hand in hand with the music that she makes. Oh yeah. Also, I I think Pills is an understated song. Like it's, it's not in your face. It doesn't go crazy. And like, you can't be wearing a pink wig when you're doing that. Right. (laughs) It would have been weird. (laughs) Funny, funny. All right. Um, so before we close this episode, uh, you mentioned 50 cents. So I wanted to talk about, 50 Cent just very, very quickly. Um, so he debuted on the Billboard 200 at number four and number one on the R&B and hip hop albums chart. But he sold 47,000. And my first thought was, it's 50 Cent. Why is he only selling 47,000? Um, his last album was in 2009 and it did better than this. Clearly different times. Um, but what do you guys think as far as 50 selling that number specifically? I mean, he released damn near the whole album. He did Coming release. To it. I think that was the worst marketing plan. Yeah, his marketing rollout was atrocious. He was dropping songs on, I, I'm, I think it was Sunday or Monday, but let's say Mondays and then videos the next Tuesday morning. It's mm-hmm. what hype is left. I think, again, like the same way I would, if Nikki did that, I'd still listen to it and I'd still buy the album. But and I think the same could be said for 50 stands. And he still has a crazy audience and he people does, love yes. him. Um, but I think, especially in 2014 with, you know, everyone's little surprise drops here and there, um, there wasn't enough excitement behind it. And so sometimes you just were like, okay, this is fifties track of the week. And so then if you bought most of the singles, why would you buy the album? So I'm not, I'm not really like, I wasn't really confused by the sales. It made sense to me, but because of the marketing execution, I just, Beyonce dropped an album out of nowhere. Like you got to. Play it up, it's something different. And I've never, I don't know, do people do that often? I don't think people drop albums out of the sky. No, no, no. I wish. <laughs> well, actually, no, I don't wish. I would literally make my yeah, life oh a living Yeah, oh my God. Hell. When Beyonce drops her um, albums, it's over. But, you know, a song and a video back to back every single week leading up, or not even every, yeah, almost every single week. Yeah, pretty much. It's pretty much every week, yeah. It just lost the hype of it. And I think, you know, I saw him at Summer Jam, and some of the songs had a crazy response, and some didn't from where I was sitting. Um, from the album or from his From the entire? album, the newer okay. songs, yeah. But then, you know, if you play G-Unit song, when G-Unit, yeah. it was crazy. Right. So people still love him, but I just think the rollout made it less exciting. So I don't think a lot of people were compelled to actually buy the full album. Right. And all the videos are out. Yes, because they followed the singles. So you don't even have the excitement of like, oh, I can't wait to see what this video is going to be like. I mean, who really, there's not really great music videos right now. Right. Anyway, I think but, this album was originally supposed to be a mixtape, right? Well, that's my street, general understanding. What is it? Street King Immortal? Yeah. Was it supposed to be the mixtape, which is supposedly still coming out? Um, that too. Is it too much 50 music? Oh, that's the thing. I mean, I have a different opinion on why um, the album didn't really sell that well. Right. And like I've talked to you about this before, where, and I, I wrote a track by track of Get Rich, Die Trying for You Guys um, in my freelancer days. And, um, <laughs> and I said it then, I'll say it now. He's a nostalgia act. People aren't checking for new 50 records like they were, and like 47,000 people are, but, uh, you know, a million people aren't going to rush out and buy it. And I think, you know, it says something when you reunite your old group and people are way more excited about that than your new record. Like, right. people are holding on to the past. They don't want to buy your record. They just want the, the glory of what it right. used to be. Is there a way out of that, though? Doing something different? Yeah. His stuff isn't. I mean, I don't know. I like all the weirdo rap of 2014. I love it. Like, I want rap to be, like, as weird as possible. So I think some of that stuff, you know, 
it just doesn't fit as well as it did in 2003. And I think, you know, it's like great for us. We're like, I remember getting 50s albums. Like I was excited, but I'm not excited for it now. It's like, I need something different. It's been 10 I think years. it's also that you're not learning something new about it. Yeah. Like, I mean, that's... Plateau. It's like, it's pla- it, he's plateaued. So it's like, do I want him to make the music that Young Thug makes? Absolutely not. But I want something different. And I think his fans, you know, will still go out and buy his stuff. But I do agree with you about him being a nostalgia act. Right. Well, <laughs> the problem is New York has such an uh, uh, integral sound. And that's that boom bap, sample based, you know, whatever. I mean, the new 50 record from what I've heard, I didn't listen to the whole thing and I don't plan on it, um, is it has that sound. It's just more slick. It sounds more produced. And um I think that's why someone like YG is making waves and doing something different. It sounds like nothing else. It's right. like that's it's still very much well, he found like a way to flip, you know, like the LA resurgence thing, but he found a way to flip kind of like the old, like do a Tia samples, the dog pound. And right. it's like, it's not the same sound right. as the dog pound, but it's like, you know, he's paying homage and then it's, it's a new sound that, you know, plays off the old sound, which that's cool it's a new to sound me. of a nostalgic right. era. And that's why, like, I think YG's stuff is great. Um, there's also the storytelling know. part yeah, of it all. There's that too. Yeah. I mean, what does 58 have left to say now too? I think you touched on that. Like, but then the question is like someone like Cameron, Cameron's just such a lyricist, but with dipshits, it was like, that was great. And that right. was like, it felt like 2003, but right. people, you know, really loved that. That was took over Twitter. It was crazy. I mean, I th- it's a great I think song. also what Cam is doing now, and this is a separate conversation, but like, the stuff that he's doing with A-Track Dipshits and yeah, then um, right. Humphrey, the yeah. first song that mm-hmm. came from the EP, it, it just sounds so different for Cam and it sounds so different for New York rap. And like the, it's a fresh old sound. Right. Like exactly. Same thing Dipshits as a, yeah. sounds like, like diplomat stuff, like diplomatic immunity, except right. like in 2014. And that's right. exactly what it should be. Maybe. 50 sounds like music that's slicker, but that's like, 2004 yeah. so he hasn't it's a hard balance learned how to do that yet right right and yeah. maybe he should start working with someone like an a-track or something to have more fun with it right i think cam people just love cam too but see i love 50 as a personality i think he's hilarious right i love his instagram yeah, maybe he should just get a tv show or like <clears throat> well he's executive producing and yeah. he's on stars well, yeah. I know, but show. I don't know. I haven't watched Stars I in I years. Haven't watched I mean, it's a different type of show if he's actually showing that personality you see on like his Instagram as long as videos. He doesn't do a reality TV show. Although, you know, no, I don't have no no reality TV. No, shows. I think he he it would be like a like a sports or like an entertainment talk show. Yeah, right. He clearly voices he his could opinions. Do a talk show. That'd be great. Or like Fifty Cent on the Today Show. That would be amazing. Yeah, just every morning him like on another planet. <laughs> it'd just be so great. He is a funny dude. I think if I, I would still go see him live. I still listen to some of the new stuff, but I think he just needs to, you know, find a way to make the sound that he wants to make and make it fit for 2014. Um, but that is it for this week's episode of the Juice Podcast. Thank you guys for coming by. Thank yeah. you. You're welcome Thanks to, for having us. You're welcome to come by again, even if yeah. it's not Nikki related. Again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we, know, we know more rap than Nikki. I know. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, but down. Nikki is, yeah. Cool. So thank you guys. Yeah.